is today. Today? It is Wednesday, my dude. This is gonna be great! <laughs> Hello, people. Hello, everybody that is joining me today. Got some exciting news. Uh, I have some upgrades coming for the old podcast Devo here. Um, I already got this uh, nice little pop filter because I noticed my peas were really hitting hard because I didn't have one because I had to switch mics. That whole thing. Um... And also, uh, the remodel of the youth area is happening, so I got to take all their acoustic foam, and so now I'm putting up sound-diffusing patterns, and it's starting to look snazzy. I got some more things on order coming within this next week to help out the lighting, the look overall. I am excited. It's good. Because this has been kind of like a slow-build podcast devo thing started out with me sitting on a couch with my phone with just the audio and look where we're at now we got green screen we got uh some semi-professional stuff and the price the cost of doing this i've kept super low just because i keep finding things around the church different things that i can utilize so actually what have i paid for i mean we had these lights here uh, microphone I had, pop filter I found, all the stands. I bought the paint, so there's a cost. Uh, is that really about all I've really bought? I think so. Desk was here, chairs. Um, the room I took over, but nobody was using it. So, man, but it, it's been a slow build, um, like I said. Um, but... I wanted it to be a little quicker of a build uh, in terms of, um, you know, streams, views, shares. I just wanted more. I wanted this podcast Devo to really take off. I, I originally started because during the pandemic, everybody here that was on staff was doing a devotional because we couldn't meet in person. And once we were meeting in person, everybody stopped doing that. I go, I feel like we should still do it so people can connect with us. And uh, so I tried to be like, do as I do, but nobody followed. So it's just been me for three years doing this, which is fine. I'm trying to turn it into like a, a national, a global ministry because I get people who um, tune in every week from all over the world. I mean, it's not a ton of people. I'm not up there high on the rankings, but I do have people, you know, hundreds of people who listen to me every week. But I was looking for thousands because I wanted to kind of grow this thing. Uh, but then if I look back at it, nothing has happened quickly in my ministry faith journey at all. Because I've been thinking about my journey in ministry. Okay, if we, we go back to the beginning of my ministry thing, after I came to faith, I wanted to be a worship leader. And um, I started at a small church plant where... The they were nice enough to allow me in, even though I was a new Christian, and I was taught slowly, yet correctly. Like they they were specific in what they wanted me to to do, and and they shared. And 
I started somewhere that didn't have a lot of money, uh, not a lot of fancy gear, lights, or projectors, or any sort of like production value whatsoever. And guess what? I loved it. I had a great time. Um, I thought it was fantastic when I was there. I I had no illusion of wanting to go anywhere else and be in a big church. And then I moved to a bigger church. Uh, Lauren got a job there. So we went to this large church. And of course, I thought I could immediately move into uh, leading at that church. I have the talent. I've been doing it for a few years. Why not? Well, nope, they would not. There was no position for me there. They said they uh, they were good, and uh, I couldn't be on the team. And then I was given an opportunity at that church to lead the youth worship band. And I know that people came to me, and they're like, this is what we want you to do. We want you to lead, make the youth worship band good and all that stuff. And I was like, I don't even... I mean, I had two kids of my own, but I'm like, I'm not sure if I like anybody else's kids. So I said... We'll do it on a trial basis. You know, we'll see if this works out. And I loved it. Eventually, uh, I thought it was great. And um, and after a few years there, I wanted to move into full-time ministry. Um, but that opportunity wasn't ready yet. So I spent many years working and uh, volunteering. I was getting paid a little bit um, to do the youth ministry thing. But it was slow. Everything, everything in this faith walk, this faith journey and ministry has been slow. Um, and then when I was finally able to look for full-time ministry, that was during the pandemic. And it was tough, and it was against all odds, I made it here. And I'm very grateful for being here. But if I'm honest, looking back, it's probably not the path I would have chosen to begin with. I mean, I I probably thought I was ready to lead worship the first Sunday I stepped on stage in that little church in Oswego, Illinois. But God sent me on this path, which I'm still following today. And looking back, I can see all these things and how all these things that I called frustrations, setbacks, obstacles, all those type of things has grown me as a person and as a leader. And it's given me the tools and skills I need to lead a team and a church body. Which sort of leads me to my scripture of the day. It doesn't sort of, it actually does lead me to the scripture today, which is James 1, 2 through 4. And it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. Now, I know most people, when they hear this, they read the scripture, they hear someone talk about it, they're like, find great joy in my failure, trials, and and, and obstacles. No, that doesn't sound like, oh, I got into a car accident. I should be joyful about that. But you got to look at the big picture. In the long run, I can see I have joyful memories in each stage of my development that I really look back on and I'm glad that it went that way. Now, there was huge frustrations in that. I'm not a patient person. And like I said, everything on this ministry journey has been slow. Slow. Molasses slow. Yet, even though I was frustrated, even though this is what I wanted, I was faithful to the journey that 
God was going to put me in the position that I needed to be in. I saw how at the beginning of my worship leading career, I learned from someone very loving and understanding and caring, and that has cemented the strong belief that worship isn't all about the production, but it's about the heart. That's what they taught me there. There was no production at that church. It was all heart. It was all volunteers. It was all people trying their best and lifting up Jesus' name. That was the point of it. Of course, we wanted to sound good. We wanted to be good. But the number one priority was worshiping God. And that church had a very uh, loving and encouraging congregation. You know, like They became my first church family. And I, I could say those, those people were worshipers, not so concerned with musicianship, but in the actual worship of the Lord. And then at the next church, when I got that no, it hurt because I, I you know, like I said, I was ready. I'm, I'm going this way. And they're like, pump the brakes. Why don't you go work with the youth? Which, that's what I took it to like, I mean, you're not good enough to be here, but maybe you can go work with the youth. But God was like, no, I need you to go work with the youth. And that opportunity, that position to go work with the youth kind of came out of left field because never in my life was I'm like, you know what? I need to go work with youth on anything. No, that was not me. But that, that was a stepping stone that I needed to happen in my journey. And instead of going into some youth team that everybody was terrible musicians, God provided me with some musicians that were out of this world. Um, I had amazing musicians when I first stepped in there. I had a good drummer, an excellent guitar player, a keyboard player that was great, a bunch of really good singers. They're all high schoolers and all that. And I was like, man, like this is a good band as it was. Um, and then, I mean, there was rough patches in that time. When I first got in there, there was kind of like a, the band was being led by the students and they were like, who's this guy coming in? But when they saw my heart from what I learned at the church before, what I wanted to do, they were got on board and I became friends with them. I even sang at one of their uh, weddings. So it was pretty awesome. And then a lot of times in the youth groups, uh, like the, the high schoolers move on and then you have, you're, you're stuck with, middle schoolers who don't really know how to play, like you don't have the musicianship. I got a guitar player who was like a phenom. I got drummers and, and piano players. And all. Like they, God just kept providing good musicians the whole time, which was awesome because I was able to, to lift this youth team up. A lot of them went and played with the, um, with the adults and they, they went to, um, school like to college and started worship bands in there so like there's there was great things that had happened but also in the same time I uh I feel like I was relying on those students talent and not focusing on my personal growth as a musician as well um because when I got here to point north and I started to lead worship there was no lead guitar player and I had never played lead guitar in any band that I've ever been in. Uh, so I had to do it. And um, I saw how, 
like all the lead guitar parts, anything that I found difficult, I'm like, hey, Max, can you just play this? Or Ryan, you play this? Just whatever. Because they were amazing. And they could do everything on guitar. And I didn't have to, I could just sit back and sing. I didn't have to worry about that. But here, I had to sing, but I also played lead guitar, which I, which I never had done. So how did I do it? I asked the Lord for help and for wisdom and for skill, which leads us to James 1, 5 through 8. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. So most of the people, when they got here, when, when I got here and they saw me on stage, uh, they probably thought I've been playing lead guitar for years. But no, I hadn't. I just picked it up. Literally just picked it up when I got here. Um, I had a, I had a big like learning curve tech-wise when I got here. Um, and I had to learn all these new systems in pretty much a week because I wasn't familiar with any of these systems. Um, but week three, just week three, I, uh, the three main, like Tim, who is pastor, Mike, who's executive pastor and Jim, who's the CFO, they all went on vacation at the same time. So it was me in, in charge of everything, not knowing really how to do anything. And so I just sat here that week, figuring every system out so that Sunday could happen. <laughs> um, and I was like, and somebody asked, somebody came in that week and were like, do you know how to do this? I'm like, no, but I'm gonna, by Sunday, we're going to figure it out. And I did. And how did I do that? I asked God for help, for wisdom. And that has served me well throughout this time. So all these situations, obstacles, these trial by fires that I've had has helped me grow and gave me these extra little tools in my toolbox. And I'm thankful for what God has done and is doing right now. Because right now I'm still in a learning phase in one aspect here. I'm always going to be learning and there's always going to be curveballs that are thrown at me. I get that. But let's take the youth group. The youth group that I inherited was all about sports with a bunch of super athletes. We played every sport you can think of, like basketball, football, volleyball, kickball, dodgeball. There's one called killball. Um, some some played a little hockey, floor hockey here and there. There was there was lots of there was games that they came up with, right? And I could get in with all of that because I love sports. I could jump right in, and I'm an athlete as it is, so I can. I can keep up with them and, and also kick their butt here and there in basketball every time. But point is, I could connect with them because I knew I knew the sports. I knew what they were interested in. Like I could do it, right? The youth group today that we have couldn't care less about sports. They have zero interest, which makes me have to change my whole thinking, how to relate, how to connect how to shepherd them. Like they are far from what I am feel comfortable in, in terms of hobbies and, and interest, common interests. But I see God's fingerprints all over it. I see this is another growth phase. 
I see these are the kids he is bringing to me. Bringing to Eric, bringing to Trey, bringing to Christine, all the helpers. Um, This is who he wants us to minister to. Now it's our job to figure out how to do that well. And I can't wait to see the tools that he gives me from this as well. And, And with this podcast, like I said, it hasn't grown the way I wanted it to. Just like everything that's gone, slowly, he eventually brings me to where I'm supposed to be. So I have faith that one day this is going to grow, or he's going to show me the door and be like, look, this is not your thing. I don't know. But I'm going to stay faithful in that, knowing that he's in control. So that's pretty much what I have today. If you want to share it, cool. You want to tell people about it, awesome. But uh, I'm going to do some more reno on this room, get this uh, new stuff tech involved, and uh, we'll see you next Wednesday. Have a good one.